0: The Bronx Zoo is the flagship park of the Wildlife Conservation Society and it gets hundreds of thousands of visitors a year, including many from Long Island. But since mid-March, the zoo has been closed to visitors. That doesn't mean, of course, that it's empty.
1: We just can't cover the exhibits with, with cloth right. and turn off the lights and, and walk away. I mean, we have you know, I mean we had, we have threatened and endangered species here.
0: This is Jim Brehini director of the zoo, and the general director for zoos and aquariums at WCS. He says that, as a reminder, there's lots of animals in the park, whether it's shut or not. And then there are the essential employees who care for them, who cycled in and out, around 100 or a little more at the Bronx Zoo on any given day during the pandemic. But still, that's far from crowded.
1: And it was a really a, a weird feeling because, you know, on, 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 a, on a busy day, you know, the Bronx Zoo can easily have 25... 25- Thirty thirty five thousand 35,000 people in it. And um, to go from, you know, kind of that image to to maybe having 100 or 110 people here, um, you really kind of had a, had a look for people.
0: For months, that meant it was a zoo with few people. Did animals notice the missing people?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely the animals noticed the lack of people. All of the animals here were totally habituated to people and, and mm. the crowds and you know, just kind of accepted them as part as part of the landscape and really, for the most part, don't react. Did not react, do not react to people one way or the other.
0: But in the empty zoo, things were different. They react to the lack of people now.
1: When we do go around, like, you know, I was here the whole time. Other people were here the whole time. When we, when we would go to exhibits and we would go to look at animals, we'd find that the animals would actually stop what they were doing and look at us, because all of a sudden it was novel to have somebody there watching
0: them. I'm Mark Chisano, and this is episode 33 of Life Under Coronavirus, Newsday Opinion's oral history of the pandemic. This week, the Bronx Zoo announced that it would open again at the end of July. So we checked in with Perhini to hear more about these unprecedented months in a mostly human-free zoo. One of the big issues was making sure there was enough food for the animals.
1: So we were worried about supply lines for uh, food, uh, you know, hay, hay deliveries. I mean, we were worried about fuel. Like, you know, we just we just didn't know what to expect. We didn't know if uh, states would close borders, if if it would be difficult to transport goods from state to state. I mean, you know, every every bad scenario went through our our head because you know we knew we were aware of this awesome responsibility we had to these animals
0: so they stocked up their hay grain frozen food walk-in freezers he said it all ended up being enough then there was the issue of keeping staff and animals safe
1: and i think a lot of people you know probably reasonably so just never thought of of people at work in those that care for animals as essential but um you know, this, this we, we and, you know, our staff certainly was were essential to the animals. I mean, we, without without the staff coming in here every day to provide for them, you know, the animals would have been negatively impacted for sure.
0: Brahini says very few of the hundreds of essential employees across the parks got sick and none were hospitalized. But then there were the big cats.
1: We were surprised when we found out that several of the big cats were positive for COVID, because we did not anticipate that um, they would be able to, uh, we, that, that some of the people who were caring for the big cats would be able to un, un, unwittingly uh, pass the virus to them.
0: The cats ended up being okay, too, including Nadia, who made headlines.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, she, as a matter of fact, she had very mild mild huh. symptoms that didn't last long.
0: Yes, by the way, Brahimi did watch Tiger King, the hit Netflix documentary about private cat collections that made the rounds when people were stuck inside this spring.
1: Right. Uh, you know, that show's kind of like a car wreck. I mean, you, you kind of, you don't want to look, but you kind of have to feel like you have to watch it for a little bit. And um, Did you watch it? Did you see it? I did. Is it, uh, is, I, feel... I, I actually struggle. I mean, I, I struggled yeah. through the, the entire series. I mean, I felt an obligation to watch it, but I didn't, I didn't find it easy to watch.
0: It's probably not surprising that a show featuring less than ideal animal treatment was hard to watch for who who's worked at the Bronx Zoo since he was 14. He spent his life working with animals and paying attention to them, hence his observation about the way the animals were reacting over the last few months to the empty zoo, coming down to see him when he passed by.
1: Certainly the bears did, uh, the giraffe did, uh, geladas, they're like a, a, a baboon. The geladas would come right up to the viewing. Window. But even a lot of the hoofstock um, would, would just stop what they were doing. If they were grazing, whatever, they would stop what they were doing and notice a single individual on a public pathway where if there was, you know, a thousand people there on a Sunday, they wouldn't even blink.
0: Then there was what happened with the gorillas. The zoo's gorillas have plenty of room to disappear into the greenery and have privacy.
1: What we've found ever since we opened that exhibit in 1999 is the gorillas are right there up front, front and center, because I'm convinced they enjoy watching people.
0: Many end up hanging out where the people are.
1: And, And there are several gorillas that will interact with people. So during this time when there was no people here, this is the first time in the last 20 years that we've actually seen the gorillas spend time Way in the back of the exhibit, what, because there's no public there to, to interest them. There's no public in there for them to watch, so they don't spend time by the viewing glass. They're they're back out towards the back of the exhibit, which is actually kind of neat.
0: I asked Brahini if the animals had sort of expanded their presence within the empty zoo.
1: Honestly, I, I, it's not the it's not the zoo animals. It's the uh, it's the wild residents. I mean. <laughs> You, you see a lot more. You, you see a lot more um, serene birds, song you know, songbirds mm-hmm. that'll be out on the paths. I mean, we have uh, the great white egrets that you know are, are in different places now because there's no public here. Uh, the other day, I saw uh, two two different two different families of, of wood ducks, you know, with duck ducklings of different mm-hmm. ages that. You know we're we're much more out in the open and much more bolder uh, than they would be if we were open and, and people were here. Because again, you know this is a, a 265 island of green in the middle of all this, uh, you know asphalt and concrete and, and whatever around us, and and we are a uh, you know kind of a wildlife way station for animals that. Mig- migrating through, especially birds,
0: during this extraordinary time. Then the zoo looked different.
1: It's it's just a it's a much, I mean it's a much more wild, natural place now um, because we we haven't had visitors here.
0: That's an extremely new experience for the zoo, a period without very particular kinds of admission-paying animals.
1: There's never been a time that we went through the the spring and and the summer season without without visitors, and it was, it was just so strange. And, yeah. um, you know, the thing that became apparent to all of us is that, you know, I mean, we're here, uh, the animals are here, the exhibits are here, you know, and we've been here during the whole time, so everything's poised and, and ready to go for us to flick the switch and welcome people back. But the one thing that's been missing for these four months is, is people, is, is the visitors. And, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy, but this was a, a, a realization for us that, you know, the zoo's really not the zoo without, without people, without the community.